remember Intruder causing much offense to us Do you remember We met with friendship but he answered thus Do you remember This man's cruel tone attempting to seem hard Do you remember The insult caused to I your humble bard By the way I talk for I am a bard Please excuse me for being what I am, I'm but a bard So sorry if you're offended by my being a bard You wanker A deal with Zephyrus is what they seek An illicit proposal We suggested our friendship not agree You today mean I'm unsocial If you insult me, you'll be paid with iron We've got another talker a talker we shall see in dice and desire until I have pondered on this offer could you please not antagonize or bring any harm upon these guests of mine so you're saying wait until okay I, yeah I understand the first yeah okay I'm you say not now but soon <laughs> I'm saying later that, I'm saying that these people are in my home. I did not invite them, but they have come with, a, with an offer, an offer of business, and right now there is no reason to for anyone in here, and he looks back at Am- Amarath and, and Von, and I mean anyone in here, to throw the first stone. Is this acceptable? I'm going to look <coughs> at... Um... Zephyros and say, alright, we won't throw the first and then I'm going to turn to face what's the the guy's name again with A? Amrath. And I'm going to say to him but rest assured we'll throw the last one and then just and then oh, just uh, oh, yeah. oh. That's too straight at Amrath as well, just re- like visit Dweezil, right, reacting like <laughs> oh, sick burn, but, but keeping, maintaining eye contact with Amrath at all times. Um, can Zephyros roll a persuasion check for us to not start a fight? <laughs> Or how the tables have turned. Um, it's worth Amrath, as the sick burn comes his way, looks and says, well, you already have thrown the first stone, and he taps the side of his head as an acknowledgement of the psychic damage that Dweezil has already thrown his way. So, Dabov produces who... a handbag from nowhere and just goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> did the little insult hurt you, did it? I'm saying that with my face, not with my actual mouth. <laughs> so, real question is, is this your girlfriend? Uh, so, just very briefly, before we get to that, Zephyros has gone back upstairs and he's taken the, the, the pouch that Amrath handed to him. Um, he's gone back upstairs. Um, Krill, you are directing this to Amrath and. He looks over at Envon and says, she's not my girlfriend. She is my partner, my my partner in crime, if you will. She is oh. my... Oh. It's an expression, isn't it? She is... <laughs> um, w- this is not the relationship between me and Envon, no. So so what you're, what you're saying is she's available... I'm going to look over to Dweezil and say, Dweezil, my friend, I believe this is a safe zone. <laughs> and then, uh, for now, 
Um, I walk <laughs> up, Crew, Crew walks over to Envon and just sort of gives her a little nudge and goes, you ever slept on a cloud bed? She looks at you and says, she looks up to you as well. Bear in mind, you're what, seven <laughs> foot? And she look, seven and a half She looks foot. at you and she says, yeah. you couldn't fucking handle me. Oh, that sounds like a challenge. Oh, this is getting creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys can mute for a bit. It's just going to be me and Nate for a while. <laughs> Amrath, Amrath looks at, at Krill and says, take it from me. You couldn't. Um, I'd quite like to not handle her. <laughs> <laughs> um, while this while this pissing contest is going on, um, <laughs> you hear noises from the second floor of um, just sort of like you hear Zephyros Zaf- uh, mumbling and, and various sort of moans and groans and various it's just just weird noises coming from upstairs and a few flashes of light um and while that's going on upstairs amrath just looks round to the rest of you and looks uh dweezel and says so are you like his slaves or something slave slave to the rhythm sir slave to the rhythm oh slave to fashion uh slave to can't think of any more phrases Krill will Google slave phrases. <laughs> uh, we are, fre- as as you heard me say before, we are friends of Zephyros. We are associates of Zephyros. Um, we are, Zephyros is helping us and we are helping Zephyros. We are an equal partnership, much like the one that you profess to have with Envon. I find it very interesting, though, Amrath, that you accuse us of, of being slaves when you are the one who has been sent here by some illusory employer who you are not who you are not willing to uh, divulge. Just because I'm unwilling to divulge does not mean it's my master. I mean, you said you uh, you said he was. You said they were your employer. Mm. Yes, but not the master in the same sense that you're implying a slave. I mean, we we can sit down and and hash out the semantics, if you really will, the difference between being employed and being a slave. There's there's only one chair. It's a big chair, to be fair. Is this your understanding that all those that are employed are therefore slaves? All those that are employed are therefore slaves. I think there's a... I think that... The, the, there is a difference between being employed by a man and being a, employed by somebody and being a free free man who is free to make his uh, make his own way in the world and and free to follow his will at all times no one is no one is my master nobody commands Dweezil van Zafir. Wow. nobody commands krill nobody commands daboff nobody commands gregamel Nobody commands Quinch. Do tell him Quinch, tell him that nobody commands you. Yes, Master. <laughs> <laughs> These are all very big words for the talker. But Dweezel, may I go and may I go and check on Zaf- Zephyros? Yes, you may, Quinch. Thank um, you. Um Quinch Quinch goes off if that's yeah, okay. You, so you, you head up head on back up. Um these are all very big words from the, from the talker, but um, some of us are working towards freedom to all. Some of us talk about freedom for their for themselves. 
you're working towards freedom for all. I'm saying that some work towards freedom for all. Oh, but but not you. You may infer what, what what's you weird is what's weird is he talks about freedom for all, then infers that we're slaves, and still continues to be rude to us. His moral compass is all over the place, Krill. Mm, I hear masturbation does that. <laughs> uh, Quinch, as you get to the second floor um, and you poke your head through the hole, um, you can see um, Zephyros is in some sort of confused state slash trance slash he's doing some he's doing he's got the heebie-jeebie hands out basically. Um, there's some there's some magic stuff going on. Um, he doesn't look particularly comfortable with it, to be honest. He, he, he doesn't. He looks a little bit distressed, but nothing nothing too problematic. Um, but yes, he's, he's not calm by any means. Um, just very briefly, Quinch is going to nip over to the pillow, and he's just going to sniff the pillow. What does he? What does he Chalk. smell? Chalk. Weird. Okay. So that's and that's the back. best best sort of place you can get the smell. That's fair enough. Uh, so he goes back over to Zephyros. Impressed that you were um, ready with that answer. You probably, as soon as we knew there was a bed, you probably had that ready, didn't you? Uh, just no, no, MJ, he has to. Um, yeah, so what are you doing with Zephyros? Uh, so he goes up to him, Zephyros, can you hear me? Uh, can I have a constitution saving throw, please? Oh. Wow, that's not what I expected. Blimey. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, you take seven psychic damage. Yo! Ah, motherfucker! Um, hmm. Um, okay. This shit's getting fucked up. This is. You... Sorry, this is slightly unrelated, Mike, but I just thought if you could get your pillowcase and put your cloud bed inside that pillowcase, you could constantly have a cloud pillow. <laughs> wow. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> It has been a very comfortable few days. Let's suggest we do that after the, the, the antagonistic <laughs> conversation, shall we? Yeah, the tenth standoff um, we're currently in. Yeah. yeah. Shall I have a look inside the box, or shall I go downstairs to the others? Probably shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> Qu- Quinch pondered. As you st- <laughs> stood there, Sephiroth uh, is very much doing that. So you know, you know, Infinity War where um, Doctor Strange. No, no, no. Where um, Thanos is oh. like uh, praying mantis is on him, and sort of like he's ah, oh. he's sort of a bit like that. He's sort of conscious, but not conscious. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, Quinch is going to go over to the box and try and the chest and try and open it. Wow, what what a great thing to be doing while you're in the middle of a potential tin. Such a selfish bastard flying off and taking all the attention for several minutes. Right. (laughs) Okie dokie. Great. Let's see how this works then. (laughs) Okay, right. And. I wasn't prepared for you for, for robbing him <laughs> in the middle of this. <laughs> no, not, not robbing, just checking. Yeah, okay, what are you doing then? It might have an, uh, I'd like to try and open the chest. Okie dokie. So, what are you actually doing? Uh, seeing if the chest is a normal chest that I would be able to open. Um. Okay, so you look at it and it looks like... It looks like any other chest obviously a lot bigger because this is a giant um but it otherwise looks like a larger chest than normal 
Um, there doesn't appear to be like a physical lock on it. Um, there's no like key or anything like that. It's just a nice hinged chest. Okay, I'll try and just open it then with my bare hands. Uh, Okie dokie. Um, it doesn't open. Okay, cool. Uh, walk over to the orb. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd like to touch the orb. We okay. just stood about downstairs, didn't it? Whistling. Staring yeah. at the other people. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably the best time to be doing all this. Um, so it's about, it, it's it's floating about 10 foot off the ground. So you're going to have to fly I'll up just, to it, yeah? Yeah, I'll just nip up there. Okay. Um, I'll nip five feet up. Uh, actually, no. I'll nip five feet up and just t- touch it with the tip of my wing. Um, as you touch it, the cloud and the castle starts falling. Okay, I take my wing, the tip of my wing off of it. The ca- the 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 um, uh, castle and everything stops falling. Everyone on the ground floor, if you could please um, <laughs> roll me a Constitution saving throw, please. Oh man. 14. Um, Are you rolling them for Amarath and Envon? Make sure you take five off Amaraths. Okay. Um, I've got an unnatural 20. I got a 10. 10. I got a 24. 24. Um, uh, So who got 10, sorry? I did. Dweezel. Krill? 14. 14. Um, Oh, wait. Sorry. No, read the wrong one. 22. 22, that's fine. So, um, as the thing drops, briefly, you're all, because of gravity and everything, you've basically come off the ground. As the castle kicks back in again, you then come, you know, down onto the onto the floor. And all is, it those like a pro- that, is it like a prone check? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not going to be a prone check. All those, um, all those that got less than 15... Um, can you take four bludgeoning damage, please? Bloody hell! And that includes uh, that includes Amareth, who also okay. takes that damage. What about his girlfriend? She's not his girlfriend. Uh, his partner in crime, PSC. En- Envon, Envon, um, basically is fine. She she manages to uh, land gracefully and uh, doesn't take any damage whatsoever. Um, I don't believe that Quinch realizes that uh, Dabov has got telepathic powers. I don't think he's seen that in action. No, I don't think I've sent Does a anyone message recall? to Quinch before. No. You might. I mean, you might so, have told him that you have that ability, but um, Dweezil picks himself up to his feet and offers a hand to Amarath to pick him up, like a footballer who's just <laughs> fouled his opponent, but then offers him his hand to pick him up. Uh, he looks at your hand, stands up without taking it, and says, "What the fuck is your giant friend doing? What happened?" I just like Dweezil just looks at his hand, like that's just been left holding in midair, and oh, rotates it round for a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, legitimately offering uh, that was a legitimate peace offering yeah, as well. Then I know, and Amrath knows that. And when you turn around the finger and says, huh, cute, you must have been popular at school. Um, and with that, so Quinch, where are you? Are you still upstairs? Uh, Quinch, has, Quinch has just floated back down into the room. If if he may, may Quinch do something. 
<laughs> I think that's the purpose of this game, actually. Is <laughs> I think, I think actually six six E of Dungeons and Dragons is actually going to be renamed to May I Do Something Six E. <laughs> Quinch uh, very graciously and very calmly, as if he's got nothing to do with the sh- <laughs> with the moving castle. Uh, he lands next to Dweezil, like looks looks happy, looks smiley, and he just leans in and whispers, "Okay, so." Um, I guess in, in order of the sort of important things that happened, um, he smells of chalk. <laughs> um, that was that was the first thing I found out. Um, also, I touched the orb, and that's what made the ship shudder. Um, and also, that sort of the main really piece of news I have, which, which actually quite concerning. Uh, is that uh, Zophirus appears to be in some sort of trance-like state. Uh, and I tried speaking to him, and uh, it caused me pain, sharp pain in my head, like the time that I ate the Gobian fungus um, at the bar in, was it um, Cheris- Cherisford? <laughs> um, but it was like that. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. He he doesn't look in a good way. Well, then he looks at um, Amrath and smiles and nods. Amrath just looks back and says, uh, "What is he doing? So, who's what's that? Sorry, Zephyros. I I'm. You went up there. I assume that you saw him. Yeah, so he's up there looking at the pouch you gave him, and he's just. I don't know. He's like." Looks like he's calculating numbers or something. I, I don't understand it, but yeah. Hmm. And he starts, Amrath starts walking around the room, sort of starting to get a little bit impatient. Starts like looking at things, like looking at the, looking at the, um, uh, the, the, the giant statues. Dweezil, um, starts coughing. <coughs> Trying to get the attention of all the people around the room. <coughs> Does anyone look at Dweezil? Um, I'll look and I'll, I'll send a message to him with the cantrip and just say, what's up? What are you thinking? And I think you can reply. So, uh, I'll just let Daboff know that something, something's wrong. Um, and I, I kind of gesture to Daboff over towards Gregamel. Um, maybe, maybe Greg should go up if this is a magic thing. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to say to Greg, based on the information that, um, Dweezil just sort of said to me and implied, um, I'm going to say, um, how about you go and get us all a nice uh, pot of coffee? I think it's been a long time since you've had some and you're the best coffee maker here. So why don't you head on upstairs, put, put a brew on and we'll all just relax a little bit. Uh, that is the most excellent idea I've heard all day. And without saying anything else, I just kind of whirlwind up. Whirlwind up. Yeah, you know, just kind of go round and round and round and up. (laughs) I like how you didn't take any coffee orders from anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's getting one whether they want one or not. I'm not a fucking Starbucks, mate. You get a black coffee. (laughs) Um, As this is going on, Amarath is still doing his little rounds of the room, just like looking at everything, taking everything in, Um, heading his way back around the room, and he heads over back over to Envon and says... Can you um, go and tell the rest of them that we're waiting for the giant to uh, 
to give us his, uh, his uh, response. Envon nods at him and starts walking back Can towards I, the front as door. a quick reaction, use Mage Hand to untie the knot that I've... and try and get rid of the rope? Okie dokie. Um, can you then roll me a stealth check to see how... Not stealth, sorry, sleight of hand, to see how um, quickly, I guess, that you could do this? Um, that is... What's my bonus on that? I've rolled a 10. Oh, plus 7. 17. 17. Um... You 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 managed to get the so the mage hand is invisible, right? You can make it invisible, I believe. I don't actually know. I, I know it's, it's yes, yeah, you yeah. Can I do, think that's you can, right, isn't it? You can yeah. do things stealthily. Yeah. It's a stealth check and a sleight of hand check to do it stealthily, though. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, and we'll we'll have a stealth check as well. Stealth check. You guys are just helping me out so much. I'm so so pleased to be playing with all of you. Uh, that is a twenty-one. Okay, so yeah, you manage to get the stealth hand through the through the curtain in, ahead of her, um, and it manages to untie the, the the rope. Literally, as she walks through the curtain, the rope just falls to the floor, and she sort of sees it, and she sees the rope and thinks, like, I don't remember that being there, and is certainly wary, but she's just sort of thinking, mm, perhaps something happened, and she heads on back out to the rest to see the other cultists. Quinch, Quinch. Yes. Shall I? Shall I kill him? Zophorus. He's not been our pilot for. No, not several. Not Zophorus. Amaretto. Oh. Um. I. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. So, look. Oh. Listen. All I'm saying is, Zophorus was in a really weird state. Uh, granted, I've only known him a few days, but I've never seen him like that. It's very out of character. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Are you what are you saying then, Dweezil? Sorry. No, I'm not going to kill him yet. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, but I am going to kill him. He's still doing the round. So as he's relayed that message to Envon, he still starts walking around. The rest of it, taking it all in. Um, Greg, you're now upstairs in the um, second floor. Correct. Um, you see, you see basically exactly what Quinch did, which is Sephiroth doing his his magic shit. Um, but as you um, go to approach him, you see him just sort of go rigid, and essentially the magic sort of dispels from him, and you know he suddenly sort of and he takes a few breaths. Um, can you just roll me a a stealth check? I know you weren't trying to stealth him, but if you could just roll me that. Um, a ten plus zero, so ten. Uh, so yeah, so as you um get up, as you're there, although he doesn't notice, he doesn't say anything. He just breathes out and. Thank you for checking on me, Gregamel. Um, uh, uh, you're, are you, you're welcome. Are you welcome? Uh, how do they say? Given the orange to the fish. Oh, is this one of your sayings? I have not heard. Precisely, yes. Well-known phrase. It means anything for a friend. Excellent. I will be using this on my journey. Thank you. Um, if you're okay, I think it is time that we join the others on the ground floor, yes? Uh, 
Uh, okay, yes, let's go. Uh, remember, oh no, the coffee can wait, I guess. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can have certainly a coffee. Uh, perhaps we should ask our friends uh, and our uh, our guests whether this is something they're wanting. Um, please, after you. Um, okay. And allows you to go down uh, the uh, the hole first. He has gone down the and, hole. And uh, he floats back down. And... Um, he looks at Amrath and says, "This, I have taken this request and this offer on board, and I am afraid that on this occasion I cannot be accepting this. Uh, I take great counsel from my friends, and pointing to Dweezil and Quinch and the rest of you. They have guided me well so far in these five days, and I've reflected... Inwards, and I do not believe that I should be working with someone of uh, your calibre or your mysterious employer. And I do not think that this is a partnership that will work. So I would ask if you would please leave my castle. On your way, Amarath. Amarath looks at Zephyros. And at this point, Envon is on her way back in. And as she pokes her head through, Amrath looks back at her, raises one finger and says, I'll be out in a minute. To which she leaves again. And he says, I am very saddened by this news. I thought that this was a partnership that would work for all of us. Um, I will go and tell my men and we will be on our way. And he looks at Dweezel says, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> um, on that, can I uh, stick my head like sneakily if he's while he's looking at Dweezel? Presumably they're eviling each other for a bit in a really super hetero sort of way. Um, and can I cast Grease in the doorway? Uh, I was going to escort him out, but why not? Um, I can still escort him out. may. So... Right in the centre. Right in the centre. Okay. Okie dokie. So... There. So just there, yeah? Something like that. Yeah. Ten foot square. Yeah. That's about right. right yeah. Um, Okie dokie. And what's his... What's he got to do? Uh, he has to make a dexterity saving throw of 13. Dexterity saving When he enters it. Right. But he... And I think for every square he steps across it. But I suppose that's in combat. So presumably, so. are you casting this just as he... Steps there. I'd like him to not notice that I've cast it. So, hip, as soon as he's said that he's he's leaving and he's obviously insulted Dweezel, yeah. before he's had a chance to turn around and face the door, I'd like to quickly... Because I don't think I have to say anything. I, I can literally just yeah. point my finger and cast it. So, I'd like to... I don't want him to know that I've cast it. Okay, let me just have a look. Because it could be that it comes with a verbal component, which means you have to say something out loud. Let's have a look. Uh... Actually, it is the so yeah maybe verbal. yeah so you're gonna yeah, have you're gonna have to verbal. say something yeah. out loud, um, but what I'll do is um, I'll let you I'll let you uh, if you can roll me a no, let's go with a, a performance versus can I cast it in thieves cant a language that only I understand oh yeah I suspect you probably could Quinch was gonna say something to him on his way out if it would distract him. Uh, yes, I, is thieves can't written though. I know this sounds silly, but is that a written language? It's basically Cockney rhyming slang. It's, I think it's actually a real language. So there are it is 
essentially a variant of Cockney rhyming slang. Well, it's real in real world. It's so it's kind of English, but kind of yeah, spoken. Not. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, go for it. So, yeah. So yeah, go, I'm on, just... then. go on then. I... Go, go for it then. Fucking thieves can just say something. Mate, so I learned. I learned jokes. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna you learn thieves can. What rhymes with Greece? Uh, I'm gonna say nephew, as in nephew and niece. Okay. Um, as he's as he's walking, <laughs> he's, so he's basically his his comment to um to Dweezil was literally just to fuck you and walk off. He didn't. There was no sort of much eyeballing after that. I'll I'll, es- I'll escort you out. Hey, Amarath. Yeah. Tell tell your mother I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> Classic mum bunts from Quinch. <laughs> Uh, and Rude so I'll yeah. stand here and hold the curtain open for him okie dokie because I've previously <laughs> fucked her <laughs> can you roll me an intimidation check please <sighs> getting out my purple dice for this one <laughs> sorry, sorry, well, sorry was that persuasion sorry, you're not trying to persuade him so. that it actually happened <laughs> uh, eight, eight. Um, so no, that doesn't do anything for him. He just he just chuckles at your lame attempt. Be weird if it did something for him. It. <laughs> it's like when an eight-year-old insults you when you're playing Call of Duty on uh, Xbox. And, and <laughs> that alone, that distraction as well, is not enough to distract him from you know seeing the seeing the grease. Um, his uh, can you um, uh, Dabov? Could you? Uh, could you roll me a a deception, please? That is ten. Ten. Uh, unfortunately, your attempts to, although you weren't doing it verbally, but your attempts to deceive him or to to throw him off and him not see the grease, he does actually see it. Unfortunately, he does see that there is a, a grease a greasy pool <laughs> with a all. with a. With this a rope in. Do I notice him noticing it? Um, no, because he's be- he's behind he's beyond the curtain at this point. He's basically stepped through the curtain. You can't now see him really. You can see the back of him um, at best, and he just sort of looks at the grease. And he basically he's going to do a yeah he's going to do a dexterity uh, saving throw to get a basically step around the outside of the grease. Uh, at least I've inconvenienced him. Yeah. Basically, and annoyed him if nothing else. Does he, does he trip over the rope on the way out? No, none of that. Oh. <laughs> he lads it out. Um, so he, um, yeah, he basically uh, makes his way back outside, and leaving the rest of you inside. And then I'm still peeking through the curtain. You're still peeking through the curtain. <laughs> Can I say to Krill? Um... I was holding the curtain open and watching him dance around the greasy spot. And I'm just watching him because I'm confused <laughs> where his grease has come from. Krell, just Krell, did he him. slip on the grease? Oh, was was that you? No, Who do you think it was? The person him. that casts grease at every opportunity. Um, he's n- <laughs> did, did he I slip on it? didn't put two and two together. Uh, no, he danced around. Oh, quite can I quite me. loudly yell, oh, this old castle's falling apart. Oh. <laughs> As if to try and, like, cover my tracks that it might be some naturally occurring grease yeah I want to shout it really loud I mean I'm still watching him what's he doing uh, so he's he's gone out he's talked he's he's very briefly spoken to Envon like whispered to her 
like nodded his head and then he's walked off. You can't now see him. He's basically gone round the corner as she has the other other direction. And yeah, so that's that's happening. So you can't now see what's going on. And within a few moments, he you hear a voice from the outside and you hear Amara saying, well, I guess if you won't join us, we can't let a giant know that we've been here. Beardy, prepare to fucking die. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast app to ensure you don't miss any future instalments of Dice and Desire. And in the meantime, if you want to interact with us, come and find us on Twitter and Instagram at Dice and Desire. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls.